Welcome to the St. Richard's Podcast Sermon of the Week. This week's message is given by the Reverend Kelly Jennings. For more information, please visit us at strichards.org. If we are the branches and Jesus is the vine, then we are being well, well fed this morning. The passages from Scripture are so rich and so dense. I invite you to take the leaflet home this week and just dwell, abide with these words. Abide. Abide in my love, says Jesus this morning. This technically is True Vine Sunday Part 2, if you notice. (laughs) We're still in John 15. All of that chapter is worth a read this week. I am the vine, you are the branches. And Jesus says today... Abide in my love. Well, guess what? You're there. Abiding in his love starts here. Abiding in the vine starts right here in worship. What we do here and with those who join us from afar is the very act of abiding in our Lord. And what we do here we call liturgical worship Because by liturgical, we mean we say and do this together. We do it prayerfully ordered, reverently, with words passed along by those who believed long before us. Abiding is what St. John tells us the Word does at the very beginning of his Gospel. He writes, the Word became flesh and dwelt abided among us. If you are watching the episodic series online about Jesus' life called The Chosen, then you are getting a beautiful portrayal of what it must have been like to be around God's Son, just abiding with his people and calling them out. I chose you, he says. This series does such a great job at portraying people who discover that they are chosen. They are each chosen by Jesus for reasons they have no idea at the time. The true vine's roots, you might say, the true vine's roots, consider where in this church the roots of the vine might be. I would suggest They'd be there underneath the baptismal font. It is in worship, then, that God draws each new Christian from that point on into a life of growing up and out in the faith. It is in worship here where the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we believe, are truly, really present in word, in prayer, and in sacrament. At the top of our Sunday liturgy, we gather, and we just said it, we pray the College of Purity. We say, Lord, nothing is hidden from you. Cleanse our hearts that we may love you and worship you and see your face more clearly, feel your presence more nearly. And then we sing the Gloria. We just sing praise to God, saying, we give you our praise today. We want to be with you. We want to abide with you. And that starts here. 
You, Lord, are above all the fears and insecurities we have. You are the one we give ourselves to today. And then we continue by abiding in God's word. And we participate in the word. We say or sometimes sing the psalm. And then we hear words often from the Old Testament, words that remind us that God's plan for all the world began with the chosen people, and then through them for all the world. And we even heard in the book of Acts today that beginning of the Holy Spirit expanding God's mission from the Jewish people to the Gentiles. We hear from the epistles often, writings of those who knew and followed and witnessed the living Lord firsthand, James, John, Peter, Today we get to hear from John twice, one of his letters and, one of, and the gospel he wrote. We just abide in God's word at the very start of our worship, right? And then we respond to his word. I'm helping us respond here, and we respond with our prayer. We lift up the world, our nation, our cities, our church family, And we confess our sins regarding these people and how we have treated them, how they have treated us, and the resentments we hold because of that. If you're wondering where our prayer of confession has gone in Eastertide, it will be back and resumes after this glorious season of Eastertide. After our prayer of confession together, we ask for forgiveness, and we hear from the priest in our prayer, we ask for forgiveness. After we pray the prayer, we hear the priest remind us, pronounce, that we have been forgiven through Jesus. And then we pass the peace before we share at God's table. We extend the love of Jesus, the peace of Christ to one another. And then once the obstacles on our branch are removed by our Lord, we are ready to be nourished again at the Lord's table. The branches get nourished here. At communion, we take the bread and the wine, and we believe that God brings us into a union with him which nothing can destroy, not even death. At communion, we are nourished by the true vine, the one who gave up his life for his friends. So is abiding in God something we do for its own sake? Do we simply sit here and abide and have done with it and say, okay, Sunday morning's over? From worship, no, we, from worship we go out beyond the walls of the church to recognize Jesus abiding in others, especially in the poor, the downtrodden, the forgotten. For it is in them especially that we encounter the one who lived and died for us. How does Jesus tell us then that we can abide in his love? Did you notice that this morning? How does Jesus tell us that we can abide in his love? If you keep my commandments, he says, in the plural, my commandments. Jesus was obedient to his Father, so we are to be obedient to Jesus' commandments. The thing about Jesus' commandments is that they do not replace the great Ten Commandments of the Jewish people that they received from Moses. His commandments are a summary of them, a fulfillment of them, which he himself sums up, right? Love, the na- love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. 
The Big Ten still stood firm for Jesus. There is a story told about Moses, actually, that says that when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the tablets, he told the Israelites, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is, I've been able to get the Lord down from 40 commandments to 10. The bad news is, adultery is still in there. So what are Jesus' commandments, then, that all get summed up in his life? In honor of all those completing final exams this month, here's a little final review of those commandments. The way Jesus says, remember, that we can abide in his love. What does he command us? Well, after a little look through the Gospels, here's what I pulled together, and you probably can think of some more. It's not a tough list. Love God with all your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. That sort of sums everything up, right? How about do unto others as you would have them do to you? Pray, fast, give to the poor. Visit and feed the poor and the sick, the widow and orphan, the imprisoned. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Believe that I and the Father are one. Drink this cup and eat this bread in remembrance of me. Go and sin no more. And go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. All Jesus' commandments. If you keep my commandments, he said, you will abide in my love. Tough list, tall list. But to sum all that up for his students, Jesus' commandment is this. Love others as I have loved you. To the point, he goes on to say, of giving up your very lives for others. And these others, mind you, are not specified. Jesus didn't say, love your biological family, and that's it, as hard as that might be. Or love your coworkers, or love just your friends. No, Jesus said, love others, everyone, even your enemies. This includes the man who cuts you off, on the highway, the very young, able-bodied woman begging for money at the intersection, the disgruntled convenience store clerk, the teens who TP your yard, the bully at school, the in-law or outlaw, as some call them, who drives you crazy. (laughs) Love others, Jesus said, and you will abide in me. That's where we want to be, right? When we know that Jesus is the good shepherd, he loves us, he knows us by name and calls us out, then wanting to abide in the true vine, it's just a no-brainer. It's where we want to be. And clearly that's where you all want to be. You're here with us, connecting on the vine. So friends, may we take deep joy today in the call to simply abide in his love. And may we trust that whenever we are feeling a little dried up, a little undernourished, all we need to do is return to the one who said, come to me, all who are weary, 
and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. For service times or more information on St. Richard's, please visit strichards.org. 